Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. Today's episode is also brought to you by Footpost, the number one soccer giveaway app on Apple and iOS. Download the Footpost app today. We're all here to ride the MSL wave of the mental strength league. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. MLS Edits, what's going on? How you doing? MHMDLMI1561, what's happening? What's happening? MS, MLS Edits, yes, you are correct. You were the first in the live. Welcome. John Hollinger. 27, what's going on? Y.Daniel7, what's up? What's up? Daisy, yes, you are correct. We're getting into it tonight. Uh, Katie jumped on in. What up? Uh, Sammy, yo, 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 what's happening? Christian, goat, you the goat. NEME, what is going on? Welcome in. Anjola, what's going on? Shout outs from Nigeria. Fun fact, I am Nigerian, dual citizenship. Uh, Sarah, what's going on? Official Nuno joined in. Um, MHMDSLMY1561, what's happening? What up, everybody? As everyone is trickling on in here, happy to see you. Happy to to get into another another fun-filled episode of you know what it is you know what it is it is the hashtag ask a soccer pro show with your one and only host 11-year MLS Major League Soccer Pro Quincy Ameriqua I want to welcome you guys to a, it's a big one, it's an important one, episode number 50 of the Hashtag Ask the Soccer Pro Show. Woo! Ric Flair. I'm, I'm just, I'm happy to see you guys join on in. Paul, what up? Welcome to the live. Uh, yeah, we've made it to episode 50 of the show. I want to say thank you to uh, those of you joining in live who have Rocked with me almost pretty much every single step of the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paul, Paul's been making sure that I need to make sure I'm announcing MLS champion Quincy Marquois. That is true. We, we won an MLS Cup championship with the Colorado Rapids. And Paul is making sure that I need to – oh, Paul, I don't know where my cha- – I know you told me the championship ring. I need to bring out the championship ring. Maybe I'll go – I think it's over there somewhere around here. But, yeah, MLS Cup champion. Uh, yeah. Episode 50. We made it. We made it. It has been a, it's been an interesting one. Not gonna lie. This year, 
This year's been a good one. And this career has been an eventful one. And that's the theme of today's show is a career in review. And uh, I'm happy to... I'm happy to share. I'm happy to share my experience with you guys. I'm happy that you guys are joined in. Um, you know, I just completed year 11 at the professional level, and uh, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, listening to the replay now that we have the replay up on uh, all the audio platforms of your choosing over at PerfectSoccerSkills.com/radio. Those of you who are listening to the replay in the future, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. What I was about to say. Um, what was I talking about? I said it's episode 50. I, I was letting you guys know for those of you who are listening in the future. Man, I lost my train of thought. I don't remember what it was. So, uh, MSL. Paul said MSL champion since 1987. That is correct. That was the year the MSL was born. What's the year you learned about the MSL? That's what I was going to uh, That was, that's good. That's what ties it together. Um, Yes, I've had a an 11-year MLS career so far, but on this show, for those of you who are listening in the future, uh, which will now be the your your past, uh, on this show we talk about the MSL, or better known as the Mental Strength League. And I know those of you listening on the audio platform can't see what's on the screen right now, but it is a it's a beautiful meme of me and the internet trolls and the MSL. Amongst many things, but most importantly, is the mindset you need to accomplish your goals, no matter what those goals are, regardless of what those goals those goals are. And the Mental Strength League is a mindset and philosophy that I've been developing, and we as a community have been de- developing for the entirety of my professional soccer career. And on this show, we discuss... The ways in which we can use the MSL to apply in our lives both on and off the field so we can accomplish those goals. And one of those goals that I really wanted to figure out a way to accomplish and and I'm so happy we were able to is how to kill an internet troll. So we, we have a little mini class on how to kill an internet troll. Step one. Anytime someone has something negative to say to you about you, around you, on anything that you're doing online in the online space, all you got to do is drop them those beautiful little I'm in your head emojis. Jordan already knows. Jordan already threw them in there because he knows what he, he knows how to kill internet trolls. It's easy. It's fun. And it actually, it makes, it makes you want to have, it makes you want the haters to keep coming at you. That's what we're trying. That's what we're doing here. Not trying. That's what we're doing. We're taking that negativity. We're taking that hate. We're taking that just... You know, just uh, it's energy. Negative energy is energy. It's still energy. We can use it. We can use it. We package it up. We change the perspective on it. And we use it to lift ourselves up to our goals. And uh, yeah, it's simple to do. Anytime negativity comes your way online, drop them the I'm in your head emoji and then sit back and wait. Because there's there's pretty much just two things. One, they don't know what that means. And that's going to confuse them. Which then means they want to come at you with more hate. And then you just throw the hoop, boop, I'm in your head emojis again. Eventually, they're going to get frustrated and they're going to ask you, what the hell does that even mean? What does that even mean? And if they, when they say that, you just type, I'm in your head. 
I'm in your head. Hashtag MSL. That's it. Bang. You win. You win. That happens, you win. You are in their head, officially registered in their head. And if they don't ask you what that means, they're going to go do their research to find out what it means. And they're going to go somewhere on the internet and they're going to go look and they're going to see that and be like, I'm in your head. And then that's when they're going to learn as well too. So if they ever come back, you already know you're in their head because you win. MSL, baby. Kill the internet trolls. Bang. That's how you kill them. Because they're going to try other hatred and, oh, no, no, negative. We don't, up, up. We're in your head, up. And the only way to get out, the only way to get us out of your head is, boop, join the MSL. Join the MSL by learning what you did wrong, which was being a negative person. And guess what? You get to, you get to jump on the step one of the miracle process and be self-honest and look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself why you're being such a piece of crap on the internet, being negative on the internet to other people on the internet. And chances are it's because you're you're angry with yourself for some reason for for something that someone may have done to you or you're doing to yourself or something. It doesn't matter what it is. You're just being negative to other people. You're projecting you're projecting your insecurities and your fears on other people online. And most of the time, most people are internet gangsters because because they're sitting in their computer or they're sitting on their phone on the other side of the world or somewhere else and. Uh, uh, they feel as though oh, no one can catch them, and no, uh, yeah, okay. You won't say these things to the p- person's face. If you won't say it to the person's face, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself, or get punked online with "I'm in your head" emojis. So, if you didn't know, that's how you kill internet trolls. That's how we've been killing them, and that's how we're gonna we're gonna change the way that people behave on the internet. We're going to get people to be on the internet who they are in real life. Sick of all these fake fraud people online doing stuff online they'd never do in person. The number of people who will say all the negative things and trash and bash you and then see you in person and want an autograph and say hello or pretend like there's someone else. We see you. We see you. We know who you are. We laugh. We laugh to ourselves because you think no one sees. You, you think no one sees, but they see. We see. It's just a matter of time before you see. Man. I'm feeling good. This, I'm, liking where, I'm liking how this is going. Let's see what we got here. Christian dropping the I'm in your head emojis. Loving that. T-E-T-O underscore 1012 with the I'm in your head emojis. But yeah, let's uh, let's jump into it. I'll answer a couple questions and I'll give you guys a couple updates of what we've got going on over here. Some cool stuff like, oh, there you go. You can check out the t-shirt design that Eric came up with. You, you can also see behind me the uh, perfectsoccerskills.com slash store is jumping. We've got little kids onesies. Oh, look at that. Mental Strength League hats. We've got framed pictures and stuff now. If you like the, if you got, a lot of you guys were telling me you like my uh, my posters and stuff. So we got those up on the store now. We've got a beach towel, and I'm in your head beach towel, and I'm in your head blanket. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash store. Cop you some merch. Invest in the brand, which is just an investment in yourself because that's all it really is. All the money we use, we use to invest 
in our mindset or mentality in our message. And that message is meant to help you invest in yourself. So treat yourself by getting yourself some Perfect Soccer MSL merch. PerfectSoccerSkills.com. Yeah, this one's dope. I like this one. Mental Strength League pullover with the I'm in your head down the side. Whoo! Whoo! We got the backpack. A couple of you were saying you want the I'm in your head. I don't know if you can see it. You can see the I'm in your head hoodie. Man! By the time those of you who are listening to this live on the replay, there's going to be even more products up in the store. So, Oh, uh, yeah, we got, we got uh, iPhone cases, posters, stickers. Whew! What you want, we got it. And if we don't, just let us know and we'll have it soon. It's just a matter of time. Man, people don't know. People don't know. You guys are in on the ground floor. Not a ground floor. We're we're a little bit. We're a bit above the ground floor. Internally on this side, what we've been building, we're on. We're at the top of the skyscraper, and we're we're building a platform to to shoot to Mars. But people have only really been seeing the ground floor because it takes some time to learn and get, to map the ground floor, build the mental model, build the frames. You know what I mean? Like a career in a review to get to year eleven, guys and guys and girls. To get to year 11, there's some foundation and structure that needs to be put in place and built, especially if you're you're talking like I do along the way. You know, there's a lot of people who, who don't want me to do well, who don't want me to succeed, you know, who are sitting here. Maybe they're saying, uh, smiling and stuff, but secretly they're super angry and they're like, well, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to like his stuff and I'm not going to, I'm not going to share that. And oh, I'm going to wait and see. Well, if you keep waiting and seeing, if you keep waiting to see. You're going to miss it. And then when you want to get involved and you want to join, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, always, always thought that, always. Yeah, when you do that, after everyone else has, we'll get, it just takes, it's, is that much more? Like, what are you talking, what are you talking about? You want to invest in Amazon when it's, you know, when it's $5 a share? You want to invest in Amazon now when it's $2,000 a share? I mean, you can invest it's just, it's better to invest early. That's what I'm saying. That's what I've been talking about for a long time. Invest in yourself, invest in your future. Like, man, if you're going to get on board, unless you're never going to get on board, unless no matter what, you're never going to get on board. And that's fine. If you're never ever going to get on board, okay, that's fine. But you're going to sit there, be super salty when you see MSL $2,000 a share, $4,000, $10,000 a share. When you're sitting here going like, man, I could have got in when, when MSL was when MSL was free, when MSL was a dollar, when MSL was $5. And then I just kept, I kept watching it go up. You know what I mean? Man, Bitcoin could have got in at, man, could have got in at a dollar, at $10, at $100. And then, oh, man. You're going to try to buy in when it gets up to 20000 and then, you know, when everybody else cashes out, panic sell. That's what you're going to do? That's what you're going to do? You're going to be a poor investor and lose all your money? That's what you're going to do? That's your plan? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's cool. Maybe you got a grandmaster plan that I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you got it all figured out. What do I know? You tell me. You tell me. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, very solid Shay 99 Quincy. What are your thoughts on all the expansion in the MLS? Is the league growing too fast? Mm. Is the league growing too fast? Depending on the way that you want to answer the question, like the perspective you want to take, you can say yes, but you could also say no. So you know me, I like to say 
There's no point in having an argument unless you can argue both sides. Or no, no point in sharing your opinion unless you can argue the opinion of the other side. So let's see. From the perspective of attention and ability to raise money and get money into the league, because the league obviously needs money to grow, uh, to sustain itself and to grow, and to kind of make that, that next level jump so that it can get the big-time TV deal or broadcasting deal that they're, they're trying to secure. Um, I think expansion is good for that. Uh, new blood, new investors, uh, new life. Um, but I also do believe that there there is a need to understand that uh, yeah there is a need to understand that growing for the sake of growing also isn't beneficial to the league. And if the only way in which the league is is seeing itself as being able to to generate revenue or to expand and grow is by the expansion, I'm not saying that this is what I believe that they're doing. I'm I'm just posing the 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 thought process in which I'd, I'd be thinking about it and how I would be thinking about going about it, um, then then no. Then the answer to that would be no. It wouldn't be good because if you're thinking let's, – let's use like the housing, the housing market as an example. The, two, what, the, the housing market crashed in 2008 mainly because – well, a lot of things, right? But people were taking out loans they couldn't afford, but also banks and uh, individuals who were selling homes were – selling loans that they knew people couldn't afford. But the idea was just, well, if we look in hindsight, the housing market has always been an uptrend. It's always gone up. So so we're going to project and say that it's guaranteed to also go up again in, in the future. I think a lot of people use hindsight as the only justification for uh, why okay is okay. And, and they're going like, oh, well, it's never crashed and been this problem like this in the past. So that means it'll never crash and do that in the future. And I think when you, when you, when your justification and reasoning for what you're doing right now is because, well, it's never happened before. That's why it's okay. And we can guarantee it's never going to happen in the future. I think that's when your thinking gets flawed. I think you have to approach it and saying like, well, it hasn't ever happened in the past. So we believe it's not likely to happen in the future, but this is our plan and this is, this is the insurance we're buying. This is our hedge for if that is to change in the future. I think the real thing here is – that made me think. And I like this question, so thank you for asking me this question. I think the issue for me is when most people are looking at me, they're seeing me as a huge risk taker, as someone who is, um, who is uh, being extremely random and chaotic and sporadic and athletic, right? And I understand how in this moment it can be perceived that way. It can be perceived and looked at that way. But my approach has always been to do the most conservative thing in the moment. So if I've been doing this and my career has now just completed year 11, and what you see me doing now is perceived and seen as sporadic, chaotic, you know, crazy. Oh my God, this is so ridiculous. And just da, 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 da. And I'm telling you that this is the most conservative. That should hopefully give you a little perspective as to how far and how much work we have had to do to get to this point. Or maybe it doesn't for you. And if it doesn't, then pff, you better really go do your research because there's a lot of catching up for you to do. And the truth is true whether you believe it or not. So if there's a lot of work for you to do now, if you procrastinate on doing the research and looking into this stuff more, it just means more work for you in the future with less reward. It doesn't mean you'll it doesn't mean you'll have less work in the future. You'll have more work to do and it'll it'll return you less. So the longer you the wait, the wor worse off you are. Right? And 
tying into what I'm, I'm, I'm discussing here is, is going, okay, the same approach where I feel that that's, I don't know what the league is, I don't know what the league's plan or goal is. I'm just talking about the thought process I go into when coming to a decision on what it is that I'm going to do. I'm thinking about, obviously, best case scenario, everyone can dream of best case scenario, but I'm thinking absolute worst case scenario. What is it, if everything went wrong, all my assumptions are wrong, all my assumption, all of my data is wrong. All everything I'm thinking about is everything totally wrong, horribly wrong. Under those circumstances, in that model, does is what I'm doing sustainable? Can I still do it? If the answer to that question is yes, I do it because I've already projected out. I know what negative worst case scenario and all that is, and I've and I've te- I've just. Beating it down, I've, I've, I've tried to figure out every entire different way I can come to a conclusion where I am incorrect. And then, and only then, after that, am I able or willing to come to a conclusion where I'm going like, okay, until I can make that scenario sustainable and survivable and move on the next day and live to see the next day, until I can say that, I cannot move forward, which is the most conservative you could ever possibly be. That is a very long-term vision-focused approach. It is very slow. It is extremely slow. It is the tortoise and the hare, 100,000%. And I'm the tortoise, and I have been my whole career. But if you perceive me as a hare, that would be a mistake. That would be a mistake. But that's what most people are thinking. And I understand why. Because most people aren't willing to do that work. They're not willing to be patient. You know? They're not willing to question themselves and take the responsibility for being wrong until they can get it right. They're not willing to do that. Because there's too many shiny objects around. There's too, there's too many easy ways out. There's too many ways in which you don't have to do the work. And I think I talked about it last week. Are you able to get to a position where you don't have to do the work and you still choose to do it anyway? You don't have to do anything to win or be better, but you you purposely put things in place to make it more difficult on yourself anyway? Are you willing to do that? I don't think I don't think many people are willing to do that. I don't think many people are willing to do that. Also, by the way, love this this meme. <laughs> oh, so good. Oh, so good. Uh, Paul said, fraud alert. Hey. Jordan MSL cleats. I think I told you, I told, I talked about that, I think two weeks ago. Um, I'm working on trying to find a manufacturer that I don't have to purchase like two or 3,000 pairs of cleats uh, in order to get that going. Um, but once I secure a new contract, you know, I am in my free agency. Ah, oh, speaking about... Uh, being conservative, doing it, doing it the correct, uh, not the correct way. The, there's many different ways to do it, but doing it in a, a very conservative manner. Um, I'm out of contract at the end of what this month, so December 31st. So uh, when uh, talking about, I practice what I preach. So I technically don't have a paycheck coming in on January 15th of next year, um, as of right now. So since I don't have that, I have to plan all of my investments and all of our inventory orders and all of our uh, our my payroll and 
I think we've got 12 full people full-time on payroll and all of that stuff. I have to plan all that out, uh, assuming that I don't get a contract. And the reason why I do that is because, again, if I can sustain what I've created and what I have under worst-case scenario, then if you know the new contract comes, now that's a, that's a win-win. And we're talking about how to create win-win situations. So if you didn't check out the video that we posted the PS clip that went up this week on creating win-win situations. I go into more depth on that on the Instagram page. It's over on Twitter and stuff as well too, so you guys make sure you check out that. But that's literally how you create the uh, the win-win, the win-win situation. Um, it's slow, but it's it's a way, it's the way I've chosen to go about doing it. And you know what I'm doing here, just sharing with you guys what it is I did do and why. Uh, Zach asked, do MLS players make good money? Some do. Some do. Some makes really, really, really good, uh, really good living from it. Um, many do not. Um, and also, as I talk to you guys a lot about perspective and keeping things relative, um, I think the thing that you have to take into account is is the fact that the shelf life of a professional uh, player is much shorter than that of the shelf life of, let's say, a lawyer or a doctor, an engineer, a teacher, whatever. Like any other profession, you're going to be able to continue to do your job well into your 40s, 50s, 60s, even your 70s. Soccer, not as much. So um, so even if in the short term you're seeing, oh, okay, let's say the typical person in an entry-level position is making anywhere from 30000 to $50,000 a year. Well, if a pro player is making seventy-five, you say, "Oh, that's really good. That's a lot of money." But if, if you're going like, "Well, their careers are four times less than that of any other profession," well, even if it's an entry level at three thirty thousand, if they're not making at least one hundred twenty thousand, relatively speaking, they're underpaid uh, based on the shelf life of their career, and that's that's assuming if they end up having a ten, fifteen, twenty-year career, which. I, I would have to – I'll talk to Sarah about that coming up with the statistics um, on you know the percentage of guys who end up playing professionally for 10-plus years. You know, like There's just a lot of factors that go into this, and I think a lot of people assume that, one, if you do make it pro, now you're making enough money to just live on for the rest of your life. And for a small percentage of people, that is true, but most of them aren't learning how to make that money last them for the rest of their lives. And they don't realize that lesson until after they're done playing. And then once that happens, uh, they don't have another opportunity to make that kind of money again. So I'm hopefully getting you – this is for those of you who are going pro or are pro. I want you to wake up, okay? I want you to wake up and take responsibility for your financial future before this windfall of easy money and less time comes in. I'm not saying the money's – when I say easy money, I'm not talking about you didn't work hard for it and you're not working hard for it. I don't mean easy from that aspect. I'm talking about a time invested per dollar output, right? When I started in MLS like in 2009, I was on a minimum contract of $34,000 a year. Was that a lot of money? No, it, it was not a lot of money. But the way in which I looked at it was, look, $34,000 a year to invest two hours of my time a day into – Exercise, because if we're just talking about in the extremes, you know me, I talk about in the extremes, extremes, a sport I would be playing and doing for free in my spare time anyway, right? Pick up soccer, whatever. 
I'd be doing that. Someone is going to be paying me to do that. So my commitment is two to three hours a day at that time. Obviously now the league's more, you, you're committing more time, but $34,000 a year, I'm going like, whoa, okay, look, as long as I invest the other six to nine hours a day in building my business, my brand, all the thing, learning what I need to learn for my eventual post career, hopefully when that's my, I'm 35 or 40 or 45 or whatever, whenever that is, that trade-off is 1,000% worth it all day. But if you're a player who's making that money, spending your two to four hours a day playing, and then the, the other seven or eight hours that you have that the typical person who works a regular job does not have, just playing FIFA and hanging out and not doing anything that is investing in yourself and your future, just like you see Zlatan on the page right here with the MSL, your time will go up in flames, okay? It will go up in flames, and only after you make that huge mistake are you going to realize what Quincy was talking about, and you're going to go, damn, I should have, if I just would have spent an hour a day, or two, you know what I mean, 30 minutes a day investing in my future, which would have been a very easy, easy thing for me to do. 30 minutes, 15 minutes a day. I would, I would not be having, I will not be suffering the consequences of my ignorance so badly right now. Please tell me, please give me an excuse that's good enough to why and why you can't invest 15 minutes a day of your time in investing in your future. And any answer you give to me other than I'm, I can and I should and I will, Anything other than that is unacceptable. Unacceptable and I'm not I'm not down with it. I'm not at all. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one -on -one directly? Now you can with B Pro Mentality. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash bpro, that's perfectsoccerskills.com slash b-e-p-r-o to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Because this is the path. This is the path, guys. I know a lot of you are listening in on uh, the radio station, perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. Um, once you've done, once you've done that, Join us over on, a, on the video platform of your choice, perfectsoccerskills.com slash YouTube. And check out the visuals. I'm putting them on the screen. Or at least follow me on Instagram and Twitter and all those social channels so you can see the graphics that we're putting together and building and things are right now. You are here. And the path to becoming an MSL master is long and treacherous. But once you get there, it's worth it. It's fun. It's awesome. And... Uh, you have the ability to do whatever it is you want. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Five Hara said, my performance is very bad in my training sometimes and I can't even understand what's going on. And it's like, I even miss open goals. How can I reduce it? Well, I mean, how much time are you spending on developing the mental aspect of your game? Or are you only showing up once everything got, has gone wrong and gone bad? Are you a hindsight problem solver or are you a foresight problem solver? Uh, I would guess that you're a hindsight you only want to try to fix things once you see they're broken rather than predicting what could break and what needs to be put in place so it doesn't break. Again, hindsight versus foresight. Are you only making decisions based on what's happening in the past and what's going on or are you looking to the future? And you're looking to who you're going to be and who you're going to become, who you're walking towards. You can look back and see where you started and where you came 
orient yourself. But who you were then and what you were then is no um, no guarantee of who you'll be in the future. And also, just because of who you were you were good in the past, you know what I'm saying, doesn't mean you're gonna be good in the future. If you were good in the past, you can look in the past. Break down and really understand why you were good. What is it that you did that was good? Why were you where you were at? Was it because you were naturally talented and you coasted on talent? Well, eventually people who aren't talented have to figure out a way to beat you. And if you're over there just being uh, complacent and okay with where you are now, well, you're giving someone else an opportunity to come and pass you. And when we're talking about the professional game, professional sports... Someone's always trying to come for the king, you know? Uh, Sarah said, very few make it past 35 playing. That is true. There's a whole lot of stuff. There's a whole lot of odds against you once you get up to, once you get up there, right? People's assumption that you're too old. Maybe your body isn't quite what it used to be. Maybe you didn't invest as good in your body and your mind and what you were planning to do when you were 24, 25, and it's catching up to you. It just really comes down to it. At what age did you make that transition? At what age did you decide, hey, you know what? I need, to, I need to adjust what I'm doing and change what I'm doing. I need to rebrand. But to rebrand still means you got to do the work. And probably even more work because everyone's going to say and tell you who you are. I'm not down with that. You, you, don't, you don't get to tell me who I am. You can try. But I define myself. I know who I am. Even if you don't know who I am. Because you'll learn. Or you won't and you'll keep losing. Or you will and we'll both win. Because I'm not here designing win-wins. MSL, baby. Uh, Andy said, do you think MLS would do well to attempt to merge with uh, Liga MX? I mean, in theory, that sounds like cool. In theory, but I just, I think there'd be too many logistical, er uh, there'd be too many logistical problems to solve. Uh, not to say that they couldn't solve for them, but I, I, understanding the league and people and every and just people in general, like I don't think there would be a desire to make it happen strong enough to overcome the problems that would that would arise because of it. So hopefully, that answers your question. Uh, Sarah said only four players in MLS over the age of age of thirty five. Hmm. Let's see, I, I know what. Jeff Lorenowitz is definitely one of those guys. Ooh, who else? 35. Parkhurst, but he's retiring. Then I'd have to assume goalkeepers would be the other ones. Jan, S-E-G-U-R-A-5, said Quincy is the GOAT. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Oh, Douglas. Oh, oh, Douglas, you made sure to turn on the – did you forget to turn on your push notifications so you could jump in here right away? Because Douglas just joined in. He says, I love getting advice from someone who's been let go from several teams after warming their bench and only makes 70K. Well, I'm glad you love getting advice from a guy who does that. You're welcome. I guess it wouldn't be as much fun if you hated it. That would be pretty dumb to spend so much time listening to me if you said it. But, um, yeah, so what do we got? What do we got? Uh, take risks and do things you're afraid of more often. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, Christian said, any advice for gaining more confidence on and off the field? Yeah, join in every Thursday for the hashtag Ask the Soccer Pro Show to discuss the MSL. But the reason why I say that is 
Yeah, that, that's what the MSL is. That's the AmeriCorps process. That's our core values. That's the three S's of self-awareness. Self-honesty, self-initiative, self-accountability. It only works if you work, if you work it. You know what I mean? Uh, confidence is a skill. One you develop over time and one that only comes if you do the work. It's, it's uh, much easier to be confident in things you're good at than it is to be confident in things you're not good at, right? But in order to get good at something, you need to get the reps in. You have to, you have to, you have to put in the work. You got to do it. And uh, doing the work also doesn't mean that you're going to get better. You have to figure out what, it, what about it. You, you got to figure out which way you can attack it so that it can work for you. And, you know, if even if starting out, confidence is just false confidence, false confidence is better than no confidence. Believe in your ability to, to do the work. I think, and then, and then do the work. Because at least you'll be confident in that. And that's not anything that, uh, that's not anything anyone can take away from you. Being willing to do the work and doing the work, actually doing the work, right, is in your control. If you get better, at least starting out, technically isn't within your control. It can become in your control as you figure it out and learn how to do it. But starting out, it's technically not in your control. Um, but what's in control is your willingness to put in the effort and, and do the work. And uh, do, that, do that long enough and you should gain confidence in that. And then you use that to build the next and the next and the next. Again, slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. It's better to just work at it for 15 minutes every day for the rest of your life than it is to work at it for five hours, you know, every seven days for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Um, or maybe you don't, and that's the problem. Maybe you don't know what I mean. And that's what the problem is. I think most people don't understand what consistency is because they've never been consistent with anything. They've only been consistent with their inconsistency. What's something that you commit to doing every single day, no matter what, regardless of the weather outside or how you're feeling or what people say about you or where you're at or where you think you should be or anything else what is something that you do every day no matter what and then what is something that you do every day no matter what that you aren't forced to do you choose to do it so like maybe you say oh well i drink water every day i was like yeah well okay you're kind of forced to do that you need to do that you don't technically have to do it every day same with eating food right but you're forced to do that. You have to do those things. Because if not, you die. I'm talking about I read one page every day of a self-development book. I read, you know what I mean? I, I listen to five minutes of meditation every day without fail. I write for ten minutes every day no matter what. I do ten push-ups every day no matter what. Something. Find something very small. Very small. Start very small. And this was good because I had a good conversation with Katie, uh, my executive assistant, yesterday. Because uh, I had made I had made a mistake, a very big mistake, um, unknowingly. Because I, I know I'm not very relatable. I'm not uh, – a lot of the things I'm talking about, guys, I know aren't very relatable. Uh, and, well, I now know aren't very relatable because my mindset and my mentality is pretty extreme. 
But for me, uh, I think it's the most conservative mindset you can possibly have. Uh, I feel like everybody else is taking a whole bunch of risk. Uh, that's how I feel. Because I think most people are risking their futures so they can pretend there's no problems today. To me, that's crazy. I think that's crazy. And I've thought that's crazy since I was nine years old. And I really started thinking about it this, this way and approaching my life the way in which I have. And um, I can, I'll save that story for another time. I'll go into, I can go into more detail on, uh, as to that and what that experience was and what kind of kick-started my, my, my mentality and how I approach it. But the point that I'm making is um, I'm better understanding how other people's experiences vary greatly from mine for different reasons. But at the end of the day, the mentality is the key that I believe is the unlock. Now, the way in which you can unlock your mentality is different for everybody. But the way that anyone can start is by picking something extremely, extremely small that you can, no matter where you are, if you're, very, if you're in a really horrible relationship, you're in a very difficult environment, you, you don't have a support system, no one's there for you. Uh, as, as low as the low, you've got, you know, uh, you know, past trauma that you still haven't figured out or understand, or you don't even know you have past trauma. There's a, there's a wide degree, wide, uh, variation of places people are and where they're starting, but everybody can pick one thing that they spend five minutes every single day doing regardless, no matter what, wherever they are at any point in time, at any stage in their life, no matter how many mistakes you've made or how successful you are or unsuccessful you are or what anyone has to say about you or what you have to say about yourself, you can pick one thing, small thing that you do for five minutes every single day and you just commit to that for the rest of your life. That's what I'm saying. Make one five minute daily commitment for the rest of your life and if you're not able to do that, then you definitely need to be doing that. Because if you can't make that type of commitment, that very minimal commitment to being consistent with something, that's why the mentality is broken. That's why you can't get things to work and everything seems to kind of not go your way and stuff just doesn't work out and you're quote unquote unlucky. That's why. Oh, and I saw this over on... Uh, the Earn Your Leisure, uh, Earn Your Leisure Instagram account. So shout out the guys. Uh, the Earn. Sorry, um, you know when a message comes in when you're clicking on the screen. Uh, this was the Earn Your Leisure podcast, guys. I can't move. I can't move that. But uh, definitely follow those guys if you haven't. Shout out their account. Um, I've been following them for a while now. I can't remember when they they had first started out. Maybe a year ago or something like that. Um, yeah following them for a, little, uh, for a while now. And I think they're starting to really pick up and take off um, with everything. So it's cool to see uh, a lot of people getting down with that financial literacy because you guys know what it is with that. But yeah, so let me switch that back up but so you can see that. So uh, a bar of iron costs $5. Made into horseshoes, it's worth 12 Made into needles, it's worth 3500 Made into a balance spring for watches, it's worth over $300,000. Your own value is determined also by what you are able to make of yourself. I thought that was a really good post and uh, aligns greatly into what it is we're talking about today in terms of a career review, right? When I started out in the league, you could just call me a, a, a bar of iron, $5. You know what I'm saying? Just dense, you know, dense just here. 
Like, let's go. But I'm going to be finely tuned and turn, and turn into a fine spring that you can put into the, the, the most the highest level Hublot watch. You know what I'm saying? You guys are still looking at me and thinking I'm iron. That's a mistake. Uh, that's a mistake. Level up. Let's see what we got here. That soccer mama, what up? Happy to see you. I know you saw the Perfect Soccer Mom merch in the store. You know we made that for you. Um, XVILLA said, thank you for sharing the hashtag MSL. Of course. I'm happy to do it. And thank you for joining in on the live, asking your questions, and just participating every week. And thank you guys even more uh, for sharing uh, the show and my clips and tagging me um, on your channels, on on Instagram, on Twitter, I, you guys know I'm spending a lot more time over there on Twitter and engaging over there. I like the Twitter platform. Um, join in the email list. I don't. I haven't even talked about the email list in a while, but uh, head over to quincyamerica.com/about. You guys can see my updated. I've updated my my about page. Got all of that, and you can get access to my MSL newsletter that um, I'm uh, sending out the weekly newsletter for. Uh, oh yeah, Sarah said Rod, Rod Fanny, uh, Fanny uh, Montreal Impact. I played with him last year. That is true. I think it's like thirty six, thirty seven. Beckerman is just now retiring. Um, is retiring this year. Over thirty five. Chris Wondolowski. Over thirty five. I think next year is his last year. I played with Chris as well too, and Jeff Lernowitz. So I've played with. Uh, so those most of the guys over thirty five I've played with. Mmm. So that makes Sarah thinking about that number of. Number of players played with over the age of 35. We could add that into the experience, the experience model as well too. Because if you're thinking, if you're really thinking about it, and what I'm talking about now is uh, Sarah and I have been working on an article for, for a couple of for some time now, for some time now, and Sarah has been doing some deep dive research on some ideas on uh, value and how people value. Uh, professional soccer players and how I think the model for valuing players is extremely sparse at minimum, right? And uh, barely good enough at maximum. Uh, I think I think the way in which people are going about making decisions as to the value of players in the game is very short-sighted and uh, very uh, superficial and materialistic. Um, not rooted in much of any any substantial basis other than just like, hey, this is how we've always done it, so this is how we do it, which is a very um, which is a very uh, short term way of thinking. Uh, let's see questions that are coming in. Sammy said, perfect soccer cleats. Yes, we're working on uh, perfect soccer cleats. Like I said, we've got a, I've been working with a couple manufacturers for several years now, and I'm working with them to find uh, some some lower MOQ options. So minimum order quantity options. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Sarah said, asked, uh, what defines a player's experience? Why should we value it? Um, just like soccer, I think experience is subjective. But if I'm if I'm a CEO of a company whose whose goal is to run a profitable organization, 
on the acquisition of professional soccer players and potentially selling of those soccer players, and I'm building a culture and a business surrounding those things, I'm going to have to quantify what experience is. And if I'm doing that, I'm taking into account uh, number of teams played for, number of coaches played for, um, number of players played with, the cultural diversity of, the, of those players, the philosophies uh, of those, if I'm able, um, number of countries played in, uh, participation in the Players Association, at least here in the United States, um, is a big one, uh, mainly because the dynamic of how the league works and the number of rules within the league, especially here in the U.S., are so convoluted that and ever-changing that those who are involved and actively participating in it have a huge advantage over those who do not because they do understand the intricacies and nuance of the league, and that is very important to be successful and to stay in the league for a long time. So, for instance, I think what you had uh, set up there, Jeff Lorenowitz, a guy who's over 35. I know he's a, been a player rep, union rep. I think he's a board member right now. Parkhurst, I think, was a player rep at some point in time. Uh, Rod was not. He just came over here at... 35 plus years old because I think he played overseas. Then who is the other one? Trying to see what you had written out there. Uh, I lost. Oh, uh, Beckerman. Uh, Beckerman's one who wasn't. I think Chris Wondolowski was a rep for at least a year. At least a year or so. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, number of styles or like uh, formations played. I mean, obviously, these are all things that if you could get access to the data, that's what you could use in a model to justify uh, what experience is. So um, working with Sarah to build out that model with the data that we have currently available and hopefully um, create a framework that other people can help participate in in building that and making it as refined and um, and uh, battle tested as possible. I think there's a lot of um, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of room to really nerd out on all this and figure out ways to um, find the diamonds in the rough and, and to uh, to almost like money ball it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the best way that I could describe it. Romeo Kid TV, hello, hello, welcome to the live. Uh, Man City Nation, eighteen ninety four, welcome to the live, guys. I think I got about five to eight more minutes left here on Instagram, so keep sending in your questions, Julian. I think you're saying answer my question above. I'm trying to find. Let me see, Julian. Okay, Julian asks. I train every day in and out. Uh, off my team's training, but I noticed that my teammates' friends who play for other clubs are much better than me. I am sure that I train more than them. Could I be? Oh, could I be overtraining? I mean, there is a chance. There is a possibility that you are overtraining, but I, I don't know the degree of your training and what you're training on. I mean, what you're doing is just as important as how much or is. What you're doing is probably more important than how much you're doing. If I if I'm if I'm talking about levels of priority. Um, for instance, if, if, if you're training every day for six hours and all you're doing is practicing headers, head juggling the ball, and your friends are only practicing for 15 minutes a day, but they're doing uh, 
technical work dribbling with the ball at their feet. Yes, you are working harder than them, but they are working smarter than you. So working smarter is is uh, is of higher priority of working hard, but if working hard is your standard and then working hard, uh, working smart is what you're doing, now you're going to be very difficult to beat. And uh, more practically for you, specific to you, um, I would then say you need to head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM, that's Perfect Soccer Team Member, and uh, join, join our um, members area. So I've got a free a free way to join the members area so you can join for free and there's a faster paid way so you get to choose choose your journey but the reason why I'm saying go over there because you'll get access to our time management worksheet which is free and that's what you need to be using to document uh, not only your schedule and what you're doing but your training so that you can start to see over time the patterns of if your problem is actually overtraining or if what your work if your training isn't being strategic enough, right? So um, uh, sign up there, perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM, uh, download and start using the time management worksheet. Um, do that for at least a month or two. And then from there, you should have all the information you need to understand uh, and solve your soccer problem. And if you're not willing to do that, then you really don't want it anyway. So it doesn't really matter. Um, think that might be pretty harsh or might not be I don't really know to be honest I don't really care because it's true I know how many I know how much work it takes to play at this level I know how much how much work my competition is doing I know how much work people are doing around me I, I know the work that guys are doing to get to and stay at this level and the things I'm telling you to do if you're not willing to do them then you don't have a chance to get to this level um, and guys who are at this level will beat you all day all day. So I hope that helps. Saw said, did you know only being able to do 10 push-ups means you are weak? I think being only, only being able to do 10 push-ups every day for the rest of your life means you're really strong, extremely strong mentally. Because I bet, I bet you couldn't do 10 push-ups a day every day without fail for three years straight. I bet you couldn't do it. I, I'm, I could almost guarantee that within three months, you will have missed a day. Probably three weeks. Honestly, probably three days. With the number of people I've seen and talked to, the mental weakness out here is high. People will find so many excuses to not do something. It is, it is mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. Even something as simple as 10 push-ups a day. Here you go. This is the 10 push-up challenge. Like, I challenge, I challenge you. Do 10 push-ups a day without fail for six months. If you do that and you can, and you, you're honest. Again, self-honesty. If you do 10 push-ups every single day without fail and you use a time management sheet and you track that you do it every single day, you don't miss one. Like I said, my company, we're here all about self-honesty. If you do it for six months, I'll send you some free Perfect Soccer merch. And this offer stands for in the future when a bunch of people are listening to this and I might have just created a huge problem for myself in the future, but not really. Because if you're someone who can commit to doing something and be consistent with it, even if it's that small for six months, the amount of 
positive things that are going to happen in your life over the course of that six months is going to be ridiculous. Because once you, once you do that, and if you do that, you're going to realize you're capable of so much more. And the problem for most people is they've never experienced that experience. The belief that they're, they're, they're capable of more. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for you to want for yourself. So there you go, six months straight. Just do that. Track it in the time management sheet, which you get access to for free. Again, no excuse. You do that. You tell me. You let me know. You get free merch. I will send you merch. Perfect soccer merch. I've got two minutes left before good old Instagram kicks me off. That soccer mama said, LOL, we did a push-up challenge with Ross. People missed the first day. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly my point. So... What does make your why big enough? Like the reason why you're doing it has to be so big that to not do it would would be harder than to do it. That's how I approach stuff. My why I'm going like if I don't do this, then I'm literally telling my son that I don't care about him or his future or what he stands for. If that's what it means, if I don't do this, then just doing the ten push-ups is a lot easier than tell, saying that to my son. Because I never want to say that to my son. I don't. I never believe that. That's not true. It's never true. But if that's my consequence for not doing it, I'm gonna. You, you believe I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna get it done. And that's what you guys need to do. You need to create consequences for yourself. You don't have any. Or you do, and every time you're gonna have them, you don't punish yourself. Have a standard and keep it. Hold yourself to it. Because right now you don't have one. The standard always changes. So uh, oh, well, today it's this. Today tomorrow it's that. But I've got 20 seconds left. Here before Instagram kicks me off. Everybody, thank you very much for joining in. If you haven't already, go check out the uh, the blog post that I did of the my MSL newsletter over on LinkedIn. Um, you can see kind of the... We'll extend it over a little bit long. We're going to extend my career. How's that sound? We're going to extend it. I like that. In reference with this. Katie, what up? You back in. We're extending the live a little bit just like we're extending my career. Because that's the plan. Okay, so we'll go for a couple more minutes here uh, just to finalize it up. Like what I was saying, Instagram kicked me off just a little bit. We'll say five more minutes. What I was going to say and what I was sharing with you guys was if you go and check out uh, the post that I did for the MSL newsletter this week, I published it over on LinkedIn. Um, You could also find the links. I've shared them over on Twitter. Um, You can get a little bit of uh, highlights of the year in review and uh, a flashback of the most important game of the year against LA Galaxy where um, I matched up against Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, But yeah, it's good times. Um, You guys can check out that article, see what that was all about and what I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, I'll answer another question or two here. So Mario Pineda. 55 said, have, have you ever felt depressed? Yes, I have. You know what I mean? I have. And, uh, you know, those are natural, those are, th- those are natural feelings, like to feel depressed and to, to think negatively and think things aren't going to play out and it's not going to work out. Uh, it's just, it's a part of life. But I think it's important to feel those feelings, um, recognize them, acknowledge them, and then accept them. I think a lot of people spend a lot of time denying that feeling, denying that, wanting to run away from that. For me, I, I, I move into it, right? I want, to, I want to feel those things. I want to, I want to, I want to um, 
accept those things. I think doing so helps you be stronger um, and it helps you better understand yourself and what it is that you're, you're needing to do to, to uh, pursue happiness for yourself, right? I think to really truly appreciate something, you have to, you have to feel the experience of depression on the way there, you know, because I think that's what puts it in perspective to you. That's what allows you the ability to fully embrace what it is that you're, you're setting out to accomplish and achieve. But I also think that being depressed can become its own, uh, its own downward spiral where because you're depressed, now you feel more depressed. And because you feel depressed, now you, you do less because you do less. You, you do less and because you do less, you feel worse. You feel worse because you've done less. So you do less. It's just a cycle. It's a downward cycle. So it's, um, it's feeling that, experiencing it, knowing what it is, understanding what it can be and how it can take you. And then, uh, developing the mental models that you need to have in place so that you recognize when you're going down that path of depression and you have your, uh, Call them stop losses. I don't know if any of you guys are very familiar with the stock market, but um, consider like depression stop losses. That's what I would, I would call those. Uh, you you you've got to feel that depression. You have to understand what it is and what it means to be that. To know where you are and what's happening. Um, and once you've done that, you figure out. And even before you go in, now you can create a plan for like, okay, if I do get depressed and things aren't going my way and things aren't happy, what are the things that I know I can do that that I'm confident about, that I'm good at, that I'm proud of, that I like to do. And that can be very small. And if you go down that path and you get in those spaces, you do the little thing that you know you're confident in or you believe in or you're happy with. or You, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be something huge and monumental. It could just be like, you know, I want to curl up in a ball and, and hide and be here for four hours and not do anything or and speak to anyone or do anything. Well. That's probably not the most productive thing to do with your time, but you could feel like that's the most productive thing you need to do at that time. What you can do is before you get there and before that happens, you make a promise to yourself. You know, when I feel that way and I feel like I'm going to get to that space, I will watch 10 minutes of my of my favorite show on on Netflix or I will play the video game that brings me the most joy for those 10 minutes when I'm going to go there. And then I have to cut it off at 10 minutes. And then once I've gotten there and I've avoided that space, I now go and spend 30 minutes doing something productive that will benefit me in the long run, like investing in my personal development or my mental health or meditation or something like that. You get what I'm saying? So let's not use depression as an excuse to do the things that we love doing and creating vices for ourselves. But we can use that as a little incentive as to why we don't want to go down that path. So we reward ourselves for acknowledging that, accepting it's a feeling, and then reward ourselves by doing something positive that brings us back. But since we've done something positive or something that we know is a vice, we then um, have to balance that out with something that we know our future self will benefit from. So there you go. We just built an entire model for dealing with depression for ourselves that you can use on your own without needing any resources or anything outside of yourself, right? Like, because I think the biggest issue I'm seeing with like, it's really great that people are starting to talk about mental health and I think it's starting to become into the, the general uh, uh, conscious awareness of, of the population, which is great. But I don't think many people have been spending a lot of time on creating the mental models to help people help themselves because not everybody has access to, you know, uh, psychologists and uh, psych, uh, uh, 
psych, uh, therapists and psychiatrists and all that kind of stuff. So these are things that we can we can do for ourselves and uh, you know continuing to build a community that we have like we do here um, can help support that. So uh, that's a great question. Uh, I appreciate you you asking that one, and uh, I appreciate everybody for joining in on the live. Um, uh, like I said, go and head over to LinkedIn and check out the MSL newsletter number three uh, from last week. Shout out the Club 11 uh, team. Had a great time with them. Uh, the The shoot that I did with them will be coming out here in, in the near future. And those of you who have joined in, please be sure to take a picture of yourself with your I'm in your head emojis. Uh, shout me out. Tag me in your uh, – <laughs> yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be five minutes. Tag me in your photos. I'll be happy to reshare. And uh, yeah, I appreciate all of you guys who are sharing the show with uh, someone you love, someone you know who could get a lot out of it. Um, a lot of things we talk about are not are definitely not just soccer-specific. Uh, they're industry. They work in any industry. They work in any um, – from any – any direction or angle so anytime you can let someone who might not be a soccer enthusiast know that this is a show they definitely want to participate in i greatly appreciate it um, i want to thank everybody for joining in on the live uh, especially uh joining in with me on episode 50 i'm glad and happy we were able to get to episode 50 and i'm looking forward to 50 more episodes here to come and uh the article on player value should be coming out here soon with sarah i'm excited for that um yeah, and head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash store. Check out all the new merch on the store, backpacks, T-shirts, towels, hoodies, all that good stuff. And I will see you guys next Thursday at 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. When we're going to go out, yeah, 2020, you're right, Jordan, 2020 is about to be, it's about to be all about the vision. This is my this is my version of It's the MSL version. Hey, BZ does it, my boy. Randy the dude, what up, bro? Hit me up, yo. Give me a call. We need to talk. But thank you guys. I'll see you next Thursday. Quincy Ameriquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and see you guys in the next episode. Today's episode is also brought to you by Footpost. 
the number one soccer giveaway app on Apple and iOS. Download the Footpost app today. Thank <laughs> you.